Welcome to Just Add Butter. I'm Brian. And I'm Steven. We discuss keto, weight loss, and everything that drives us crazy about them both. So sit back, grab your favorite keto snack, and just add butter. Episode 24, bro. Episode 24. I almost thought it was episode 28. I don't know why I had that number in my head, but uh, yeah. We skipped a few episodes just to throw everybody off. I mean, time is... Time's irrelevant sometimes. It's a construct. It's a construct, yeah. It's just a social construct. It doesn't mean anything. No. Numbers don't mean anything. 24 could have meant 28 in an alternate timeline. So... Did you ever watch that movie 23 with Jim Carrey? That was a creepy movie. So... Yeah, that was when Jim Carrey was trying to do serious movies like The Majestic and 23. Not not his best years. Not his best years. But Sonic, he's good. Oh, Sonic's uh, th- that movie. I went in with extremely low expectations because they had That's to remake it. That's why and then good. came into it and I was like, this actually was pretty damn good. So even if I went in there with higher expectations, I still would have enjoyed that movie. Anyway, so, so this uh, this uh, episode and podcast can be a little different. Um, this is actually just at movies. It's our pod our, our podcast about movies spinoff. Uh, yep. Totally kidding. Uh, anyways, it's it's May now. <laughs> so um for those that didn't know, it's May. Actually, it's Mother's Day today, actually. So happy Mother's Day to everybody. I know you're listening on a Tuesday. Oh, and I would call that yeah. So oh, today's nice. Mother's Day. And in two days, like it could be the uh, I call it the clearance mother's day because everything's like 70% off for Mother's Day. So you just wait and you know, save money for your mom. You know, that's what I would do. Don't don't give her a gift today. Don't waste yeah. your money. Wait, she wants Tuesday you to be you- thrifty. Yeah, she doesn't want you to spend her, your money on her no. or time. You know, no. she doesn't want to hear from you today. Nobody does. No, exactly. But anyways, but what so the month of May, man. So we're we're gonna be talking about, and you even came out on your story today and said we're gonna be talking about maintaining. So the month of May, we're getting ready to to, to get the heat the heated up summer months going. Oh yeah. And a lot of time with summer months mean you go into a travel season, which then means you go into a different eating lifestyle. Uh, and since now things are opening back up here in the U.S., uh, more people are traveling. So you're going to have a little bit more difficulty staying in your keto lifestyle, keto diet. Um, and so we're here to talk to you about how to maintain your weight loss as we go in now. And so that's, uh, that's the coolest thing about this is that we're finally touching on not only the weight loss aspect, but does the actual maintaining ex- uh, uh, expect what I, words I'm looking for aspect. Right now. aspect. Yeah. Um, my brain was just like the wheel was taking a long time. Words sometimes are hard, especially when you have computer problems that just throw you off. But I'm here. So we're talking about the aspect of maintaining, not just the weight loss and science side, but maintaining how to do that. And I think we're going to hit it off with why people fail in the beginning. Definitely. And what I'll say is, you know, I've been in those shoes where I tried keto a few times. And failed. I lost some weight, lost like 20, 30 pounds, thought like, oh, cool, I got this, fell back into my old behaviors, eating selfishly and Mm -hmm. just kind of being an asshole to myself. And I put the weight back on and then some, right? Like, you, like, and I know we've touched on this in the podcast in the past, but I know that I, like, oh, I've been healthy for three weeks. I earned this cupcake type of thing. Like, it won't be that bad. Yeah. And you just derail everything, right? Like you fall back into your old ways. And- exactly. You get back, you, you get back into your comfortable, your, your comfort zone. Like yeah. it, immediately you feel comfortable with food. Mm-hmm. You haven't addressed a lot of things. And we've talked about that before is that when it comes to 
your lifestyle and your diet and your relationship with food, if you haven't addressed the mental aspect of it right. and you think you're in a safe place, just wait till something happens. And then you'll, you'll see yourself grabbing that bag of chips right. or making those mashed potatoes or, you know, mac and cheese or whatever your, your vice is. Uh, that does happen. So, or hit the um, corral and just going ham, just eat 9,000 calories at breakfast. Yeah. So I'll eat all you can eat shrimp and those sausages. I'll put some nacho cheese on there too. Everything sounds great at golden corral at one time. Just, and then put some ice cream, clam chowder. That's what you do. So I want to throw up, um, <laughs> nacho anyway, cheese so, and clam chowder. I don't know why that doesn't sound good. So, so I, I guess I'm speaking from a uh, perspective of why I failed in the past right yeah uh i'm a very social person and it's really easy for me to like give in to bad behaviors when i'm out with like, yeah public right like oh let's go get a drink and i'm like oh well i'll have this like a, a topo chico hard seltzer or uh vodka soda and like that's really low carb it like we'll throw me the ketosis for a little bit but i'll get right back in not a big deal yeah and i'll start there but then everyone's having beer, everyone's doing shots, everyone's having drinks that are just like packed with sugar. And I'm like, well, I'm I want to be part of the crowd. Yeah. Like I'm already like yeah. drinking anyway. Like I might as well. And then that turns into a pizza that like someone told me the next day, like, oh, dude, you ate half a pizza. And I'm like, did I really? Like, I'm How did that happen? So yeah. Disappointed no, that's that's the thing is that uh, when you're going into maintenance or you're going into like that, the social settings just have a plan of actions there. Uh, we've talked about that before. Um, alcohol consumption lowers lowers your inhibitions, and so you you tend to make more mistakes, especially if you're in a you know a healthier eating lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, you tend to make the mistake of uh, processing too much carbs too quickly, uh, which then which I mean the alcohol will throw you out of ketosis. We went through the science of that on keto cocktails. If you want to listen to that, go listen back to that. Um, it's a good episode. But it's a great it's a great episode. We have a lot of information in there. A lot a lot of scientific backed information for anybody that has a, a critique. Um, <laughs> Um, a little a little highlight to that i was looking at one of our uh distribution platforms and it was uh, a comment from one of our early episodes where i think we researched more at least i know i did i researched a lot yeah we researched a lot and someone's like you guys don't do a lot of research huh <laughs> like the only comment on the whole thing and it's just uh i don't know we, we thought it was funny it is funny i mean i'm just thinking about it and we're just seeing it now in may like oh, okay whatever <laughs> we've grown since january bro uh anyway so like the whole like failures like you you talking about your, your the grip and so the grip that you have within the social environment and that's a lot of the and i wouldn't call that peer pressure i would just call that just the the just engine social engineering where you're i would say some ingrained, of my friends yeah some you're, of my you're friends ingrained to, like, to do it yeah, yeah they they know that i'm on a keto lifestyle and they think it's it's funny and so they're like oh you're gonna eat a whole loaf of bread today like that's our goal yeah. It's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like when, when they and do that, they, I, I find it easier just to like push back and be like, hell no. Like, I'm not going to do it. Just, just yeah. spite. Type of and thing. then they get but, you drunk and then you eat half of a pizza. So it's like, they know your weakness. That's your, bread. No, it's not. But you know, <laughs> that's your kryptonite is alcohol. Kryptonite's your alcohol, it is, bro. It is. But like, um, one of the big mistakes, uh, right off the bat of maintaining is jumping back in to the higher carb lifestyle immediately, immediately. So if you're eating, yeah. 
too many carbs right off the bat. So your body's going to stop going into ketosis. It's going to go back into the way it does. It's not going to process fat. So in, in ketosis, uh, it's an intense fat burning state. We've talked about it. Uh, and so instead they'll use the carbo carbohydrates for energy. Uh, then your body will start to feel sluggish and then you feel like you need more carbs and then you get back into that lifestyle. And so you get your, your body back into craving those carbs. And so if you dive into carbs too quickly and you're not dipping your toes in just to make sure the water's fine, guess right. what's going to happen. You're, you're just going to go on a shithole of disaster pants first off. Cause it's going <laughs> to, your body's going to push those yeah. carbs out quickly. Then they're going to crave them. What is and then that? again, the same situation. So, um, you got to be very mindful. So don't just jump back into the carb life. Like it's going to be nothing. You can't just eat a whole bag of chips, take your time, just dip your toes in, uh, and live your life that way safely. And then gradually get back in where you're still low carb, but higher on the side of 60 net carbs, 70 net carbs. Cause you do not want to get back into the 40 and the 400 and 800 and that's carbs. So easy. That's I mean, so it's easy beyond easy, and especially like, at golden corral. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is just where exactly they're, their intake is if they're not on a diet, right? And I mean, some people are just like, they have a higher metabolism. They're just naturally skinny. They can eat whatever they want, right? Like we all know someone like that and they could eat 600 net carbs in a day. Yeah. And it would do nothing to them. Yep. And I, partially I'm jealous, but also like <laughs> that's their journey. That's not mine. You're like, you can go yourself, bro. <laughs> you <laughs> right. only at high metabolism. Wait till you're like 70 and you're fat. <laughs> So I'm just going to be sitting there waiting, just waiting, no I'm carbs. like no carbs and I would be much <laughs> healthier than you are. So, but I mean, that's, that's in a lot of the research that we've done for the show, all of the health kind of critiques of keto is that it warns of how easy it is to do like this yo-yo dieting thing. And like, I, I did it. I was that person mm -hmm. who like lose 30 pounds, put on 40, lose 20 pounds, put on 50. Like I went, I did that. Yeah. And that was dangerous, right? Like that ultimately put me in a worse health position than if I had just not tried in the first place. Yeah. And that's the truth. Cause it's like you, you're, you're putting your body back in a situation where it got used to burning fat, mm -hmm. started to fat, uh, fracking its natural resources, which is fat. And now you're putting back in all the additives, all the carbs, and right. your body goes into this, like it's shocking itself again. And then you're redeveloping bad habits. You're, you're going back yeah. into your, your old lifestyle, your old selfish eating lifestyle. And it just sucks, man. It just, it, and that's almost, one of the easiest ways to fail is going back into your old habits. I would almost turn into those old habits harder. It's kind of the point I was trying to make here was that yeah. like, oh, I've avoided sugar and ice cream and all these things that like you're not allowed to have on the keto diet. And I jump back in and was like, oh, I've been so depraved. Like I, I thought of it as something that like, oh, I've been so restrictive, right? Like to me, for me at that point, keto was very restrictive and it, yeah. it made it very difficult to have it be a lifestyle change. And like, I, I hate that term for the fact that it's, it, it, it's, it's played out. Yeah. Everyone, when they talk about a diet says, oh, it needs to be a lifestyle change. It needs to be a lifestyle change. It's, what does that mean? No one, no one knows like, no. besides, like the, the buzzword. No one breaks down what that is. And so that's the point of this episode is to talk about how to make it a lifestyle change, how to maintain your weight loss. And there's a lot of great pages on like, like our Hawaiian keto dad and yeah. shout out for his new podcast. I've listened to the first two episodes. It's definitely one that I like. I just love to have in the background, just hear someone kind of like tell their story. Yeah. Uh, He's got a cool, like, soothing voice to help me stay focused at work. But um, 
outside of that, like he he's talked about maintenance before too. How he's gone up from like his lowest weight, but he's still maintaining an overall weight loss from where he was. Yeah, and that's huge. That's the that's the biggest part. And I've lost 120 pounds. I've lost. I mean, I lost 120 officially back in November. Yeah. Of last year, and I've maintained that loss. Now it fluctuates five to ten pounds here and there. And sure. like, and I say, I, I say that casually because people are like five to ten pounds, like holy shit. And like to me, like I'll see it, I can feel it, and then a few days later, after like I kick my body, and it's usually right. I snack too much on the weekend, sure. and then I'm back down to. 215 213 like it's just like it's a it's a it's a fluctuation your body fluctuates your body holds on to water no matter what you're doing and whatever you think that scale is not always going to tell the truth you know what you're doing and i've even had moments where i've stepped on the scale uh and i was like 228 and i was like wait a second i gained 13 pounds or 15 pounds right. and then my clothes fit looser and so it's like your body just maintains its different weight uh you can still be losing inches and holding on to water uh and that just happens and so just sure that's another thing is that once you get into maintain mode if you start relying on the scale to see where you're at and start worrying about it just like you said last week when we were talking with a hello happy hello healthy hello happy uh or vice versa uh, quadruple h 4h uh taylor uh for everybody else the when you talk about that is that oh that point two that point three or that two pounds what does five more pounds mean to me and the right. the the two pounds, the three pounds, the five pounds, the 10 pounds that you initially got on the scale for could just be a water weight and just retention. And you don't realize that. And then you then developed a, a worse habit and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, now I've gained 22 pounds. And it's like, wait a second, where did this come from? And it's just kind I mean, we're of both like larger mind people, fucking yourself, right? Like we're both yeah. larger people. So in a day, you could very well swing five to 10 pounds in, in a day, yeah, just in water weight. And the that's why i've kind of abandoned the scale like it's still a, a useful tool and, and to taylor's point it is a very good source of data but for me to just keep this as like a healthy weight loss it is not the tool for me right now um i know i've talked about it briefly but i, I got back into the gym and yep. i'm starting to see like physical changes in like my arms and legs and like my back and all that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. like that's so much more motivating for me to just keep going to the gym and and putting that work like i don't really care what the scale says because i mean on the bmi chart oh when you're I'm, working out like yeah. you're building your your muscles hold on to water even more right yeah so your muscles retaining that so it doesn't break down that's the whole point mm -hmm. so yeah, exactly dude and then bmi chart that, that thing can go fuck itself <laughs> dude, it's so trash but it, like, i hate that it's still considered to be like oh this is our, our measuring stick yeah, it's like cool. I'll just be obese then. Whatever. I don't. Yeah, care. you can you, you can have a guy that's six foot seven walking that's solid muscle. Yeah. and be thirty two percent BMI, right? Just because his body mass index, and they're like, oh, he's unhealthy. Is he unhealthy though? Like, or no. could he like pick up this building? Like, yeah, like <laughs> this guy could literally pick up everything in this office just with with, with his pinky. Like, give me a right. break. That that BMI chart is trash. So one thing, if you're gonna get out of this, is that BMI chart is just trash. So we literally we, is garbage. We shot at chiropractors last last week. We shouldn't have to <laughs> big medical with their BMI charts this week. Yeah, that I mean I'm gonna go after them every week now. I mean okay. I'm gonna pick a different segment. You can continue after the chiropractors. I'm not gonna hit that segment. <laughs> but BMI, I mean even like regular some doctors are even saying like BMI is not the most accurate way to tell me who's healthy or your body composition. Because no, again. There's so many other factors. And so 
So let's, we've talked about why we fell and a lot of it's just diving back into your lifestyles, redeveloping those habits or not assessing your habits and failing again, because you just didn't give yourself long enough to to grab on. Yeah. There's other reasons why people fail or they're not seeing the success they want. I wouldn't call it a failure, but I would see that they're like plateaus, right? Plateaus can feel like failure because you are used to seeing this downward trend on your weight like i have that scale that like it'll chart it out for me which is fantastic but you see this straight like slope down and you're like man this is so cool this is so reassuring yeah and like the price of dogecoin right now like when it drops or goes up or whatever it's doing like it's concerning right like if it spikes back up it's uh, like like, what am i doing but like everyone needs to know that like weight loss is not a straight line down no it's not linear straight down it's it's you know you're you're gonna have the ups and downs you're gonna have plateaus you're gonna have to work through things we've talked about that yeah because a lot of times it's it's messing with your macros working that tracking your food tweaking uh fasting tweaking uh doing ache fast things like that uh to to reset your body to to reset and so uh to get to before we walk walk into the maintaining Mm -hmm. highlight of this um one thing that you need to do, and we've never discussed this, like of just how to make sure the lifestyle that you're choosing. So w- especially the low carb lifestyle you're choosing, you have to look at, uh, is it optimal for you? And so the things that I would want to highlight there is that how is it going to change your body composition? So is what you're doing positively going to affect your body composition in regards to, uh, how it breaks down food, how you start to, um, maintain energy and gain energy? Uh, are you using additives to do that? Things like that. Uh, are you getting enough vitamins, minerals, and all the other nutrients that you need? Uh, how it affects your overall health and well-being? That's the major one. Like if you're if you're doing the keto lifestyle and you hate it and like every day is, then don't do it. Like I'm, I mean, if you're doing it for results, I understand if you're trying to do something quick, but if you hate it so quickly, you're going to fail eventually down the road. Like mm-hmm. you can hate this diet for six months, be successful for six months. And then after you're done, you can like big F you go back to your old eating habits. And guess what you've done? You gained your weight back and plus some we've all been there. I mean, I've done it with multiple different diet programs. I'd be like, Oh, I did my thing. I hated this shit, but I did it now. I must be so happy and successful. And I gained 80 pounds instead of, <laughs> you know, the 65 that I lost. Right. And then the last thing, if it provides you with a healthy dietary approach, you can follow it for a long term. So if you see it as positively impacting, impacting your, your diet approach for this, for, for st- sustainability, you have found your ways like Kevin, uh, uh, Stephen and I have found keto to be sustainable, even into a low carb lifestyle, you'll see that, oh, I can do this. And so, but again, it goes back. If you hate it, don't do it. Just right. don't do it because you're never going to be successful if you hate something. And I mean, you know, find, what, find what you do like. There, uh, there are a lot of different weight loss programs out there, different ways to approach what your diet is, right? Mm-hmm. Find what works for you. Uh, this is predominantly a keto podcast, but if there is a, a way of life for you that works better for you that you are happy with, I know Brian and I are both here to like be your cheerleader when it comes to that. Say, hey, if that's working for you, get at it. I know carnivore and keto have some similarities, but they're not, yeah, not exact parallels, right? There's a bunch of people that I follow on Instagram and interact with on a fairly regular basis that 
Like we're both just there to be cheerleaders for each other. I mean, there's like a jab every now and again when I, I, I bought a crap load of spinach this last week. And so I incorporated it into like every dish, but I, I remember, um, one of my followers was like, I said, Oh, added spinach. Like why? And they're like a carnivore diet. I'm like, yeah, for you, that is why, why would I do that? Yeah. Why do you need it? I just wanted it. It was there <laughs> and I like how it tastes. Yeah, um, it's the truth though. And I mean, with the spinach, you're getting some minerals and nutrients. And so that would be, you're meeting your micronutrient needs yeah. for what you want. So you're getting some sort of, yeah. So you know, you get something out of that. I mean, but the, uh, the carnivore community, and I'm not coming after the carnival community. <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to preface that. Let's go. Like it's like, but they're like meat will do your body exactly what it needs to do. Like your body needs just meat to fulfill itself. Meat has all the priorities, all the properties, all the vitamins, everything you need meat. And it's like, not necessarily like <laughs> no and so if it's working for you if you're happy with it so be it i'm yeah, not yeah. gonna hate you for it have, have i'm just gonna heard? i'm gonna judge i am going to judge your plate <laughs> internally and say you're eating way too much food all at once and the, but like you know there's like four hamburgers and a hot dog and this and, the, and i'm like man there's 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 carnivore and then there's like is there any anything left of old mcdonald's farm is there i, well, mean, I mean is have there? you heard of like the offshoots of carnivore now What's that? Raw carnivore. Nope. Where you eat raw meat. Nope. And then there's an offshoot of that one. And this gets like super into the weeds. It's and, called dysentery. Uh, it's like you you eat rancid meat. You can get high. It's like high meat or whatever. You can get high off like rancid meat. No. Yeah, it's it's a thing. I heard, I people died thing. on the Oregon Trail for this, Stephen. <laughs> like people died on the Oregon Trail for that. And we're going to go over there and mock them because we're trying to do something special with the keto lifestyle. Stop it, people. Just stop it. It just blows my mind, man. I'm just like, this doesn't. So uh, the, the whole like Donner Pass thing, right? Like that was actually my ancestors. We had to change our name to Downer to get away from the incident a little bit there. Oh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm lying. He didn't lie. It's the <laughs> truth. It's the truth. His, his mom told me. So <laughs> I've literally talked to her never in my life, but she told me. She reached out to me to tell me the Donner story. Um, and so Stephen's uncle, Jeffrey Donner, uh, also was a carnivore. <laughs> and cannibal and loved uh, it I, I, we like to frame it as so, he was carnivore first yep and then everything and then else was, a, was an offshoot then he went to raw keto i mean that's just uh that's what happens so that's all it was don't eat people don't yeah if you if you do we don't we, we're not condoning that so that's something that we will say don't do um so let's talk about maintaining now we've done this I don't, I mean, I'm not used to, we don't even have a timer on here anymore. So I can't tell you how long we've talked to you. Um, maintaining is a huge deal of weight loss, no matter what late weight, what, what program you're doing. Yeah. Uh, maintaining it is one of the hardest things to do. Only 23% of people, and I'm going off of research that on, that's on Harvard, maintain a, a lifestyle of weight loss after they've lost a bunch of weight. Right. So only we're looking at 77% of people fail after they've lost an abundance of weight, they, they gain it back and they gain some back, gain even more back. So the 23% uh, that are there have found something that's created a sustainable lifestyle to them Mm -hmm. that they know they, they can uh, adjust to and uh, stay strong. So in regards to the keto diet, like you have to go through and we've talked about it. Do you look at keto as a sustainable lifestyle, uh, lifestyle? Can you do it as a diet? Can you do that for a long time? 
because me specifically our listeners and so i want them to sit there get your pen and paper out okay this is going to be like an episode of blues clues and you're going to find your clues to see if this is actually something that you want to do to to p.o box four at just add butter dot texas.com wow well, that's a, I don't know how that's going to get there, man. A PO box and a, a website address. That's even better. That's, that's the whole actual address. That's what <laughs> this person's the, the guy, the guy that crit, crit, criticized this back in January is like writing it down right now. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> I'm going to get him. <laughs> no research guys. So you got to do that. We've talked about the sustainability it helps make sure to meet your body composition, micronutrient needs, improves your overall health and well-being and then helps you sustain results health and well-being for long term so mm-hmm. if you're looking at that that's the way i look at it. so what should you do after reaching your weight loss goals while while just finishing keto diet while you're doing the keto diet three steps so here here's something that i wrote down earlier today the three steps to maintaining your keto results for life so number one step number one is maintain a caloric deficit of 35% or lower until you reach your goal. No, sorry, that's not. That's my keto goals. Sorry, I Oops. have the wrong notes. Here's my role. Here's my role. Achieve weight loss in a healthy and sustainable way. So it's, you're, you're doing it long-term. If you're yeah. going to do something long-term, don't do it for just six months and you're finished. Uh, then you're going to spike back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn your short-term diet like most people have with keto into a long-term lifestyle. Assess your results and regularly consider adjustments. And so one of the things that you want to touch on is tracking your foods. So make sure you're tracking your foods after your keto journey. Don't, don't delete carb manager after you uh, once you're in maintain mode, keep tracking what you're doing. So then you can pay attention to how your body's reacting. You don't have to step on a scale every single day. You can, you can, you can see how your body reacts by the the clothes you're wearing. You know, uh, if they start to fit a little tighter and you're like, wait a second, am I gaining a little more weight? Then you step on the scale and say, okay, I've gained a little weight. Then you know how to go back in. You can do intermittent fasting. You can do, um, you know, egg fast, you can do carnivore diet, you can do OMAD, you can hit these different things to help readjust and restart your low carb life to get back and to be tracked. So here's the, uh, here's, uh, step one, uh, for my, uh, results here is yeah. So I actually had it right here. So make sure you're eating enough protein, uh, after you're done, pro is the huge deal. So after you're done with the low carb life, don't just like, don't dive into the carb life. Don't go mm-hmm. back in there. If you're going to dive into something, dive into a protein life. And because, uh, if you're going to do a pro, you're going to be getting a little bit more healthier. You might gain a little bit of weight because just some of the meat that's there, and you know, different, th- different items that are in the actual protein, uh, pay sure. attention to how much you're eating. Again, it's, it's still based on a caloric deficit. You will gain weight if you're not getting your caloric deficit. So um, pay attention to how many calories you're eating to how much you're burning, uh, and eat more protein, you know, it lower down the fats up the proteins, keep the carb levels, still a low carb level, uh, where you might not be at 20 or below, you might be at 50 and below, you know? Sure. I mean, I think both you and I have talked about this in the past where our goal isn't necessarily to be keto forever. No. But the transition to more of just a low carb lifestyle, and uh, I picked up some of those Quest uh, like peanut butter cup things today. Peanut butter cup, yeah. And I asked my uh, asked my wife like, "Hey, do you want do you want to try this?" I was like, "These are actually really good. I I stand by these." And she was like, "You haven't had Reese's in how long again?" <laughs> and I'm like, "It's a fair point, but these are still really good." So 
I don't need to introduce. I mean, and it, it is so much easier to be low carb now with yeah. how popular the diet is and how accustomed to and how much I truly just enjoy a lot of the lower carb options. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be easier to, to when I do transition out of like being strictly keto into a low carb lifestyle, I think that's the, the best way to go about it. It's just to. Yeah. And be, be mindful again, like what you're saying, be mindful of what you're putting back in your body. Um, you can still find those alternatives that are a little bit higher in carbs, but lower, not like too high, but we're talking about like, instead of zero carbs or one net carb or two net carbs per serving right. where it's five or six, instead of going to an actual Reese's and getting, you know, 22 per cup, you know what I mean? Like exactly, yeah. pay attention to what you're putting in your body. Uh, one of the things, read the label, like we've talked last week and we, we mentioned the, the Atkins peanut M&Ms, unfortunately they have the maltitol in there. Uh, be mindful of that because Hershey products are now coming out with sugar-free items and the first ingredient on those items are maltitol. And so, yeah, you might have a lower carb, but then the glycemic index is going to pop your blood sugars back up. And so how your body's going to process that is going to be just like if you're eating a regular Reese's or M&M. So be very mindful of what you're eating because some of that processed shit is processed shit. It's just it's shining stress. a turd. It yeah. really is just a golden turd. That's all it is. So pay attention to what you're doing there. Uh, and incorporate before you get out of like, cause Steve and I, I'm not saying we've lived a sedentary lifestyle, but early on in our keto journeys, we didn't move as much as we move now. Sure. And so one of the huge things, so this is number two is move, move, become more active. So Taylor's point if you're going to last week from her doctor was eat less or move more. Exactly. That That's how you get healthy. Like, it, it is not a very complicated equation. I mean, that should just be, that should be our slogan for Just Said Butter. Eat less or move more. That's it. That's all you have to do. But uh, no, so I'm joking. At, at, at risk of sounding like we're saying the same damn thing over and over again, that's what a calorie deficit is. Yep. It's eating less and moving more. And now if you've burned... 600 calories today because you've you walked uh, like everywhere you had to go if you're like uh frank is losing weight and i'm glad you did. i'm glad you didn't go jared subway i was like please don't say jared subway right here like that's no, not friend of the show who yeah i was like to say don't say it. in one day uh he he walks a lot so when he got done he had two beers that you know packed with calories packed with carbs dude earned it right he put in the work for it and he earned it <laughs> yeah and that's how I try and think of my diet now, right? Yeah. If I go to the gym, so I go Monday through Friday, when I do that, cool. I can have, uh, I don't even know. I, I cut out all the, no, I don't even know what I, what I go to anymore. But it, well, that's, that's the, so to, to, to talk about what you're saying, like yesterday I worked out and then I coached two, uh, two, uh, games, I coached soccer and I coached baseball mm -hmm. and I logged all my food as I went throughout the day. So I had my breakfast, my lunch, my snacks, I logged everything that I ate. And then when dinner time, dinner time came, we were going to go to a local joint here that has cauliflower pizza crust, which is like bomb.com. I get a Buffalo chicken pizza crust, no sauce, just cheese, Buffalo chicken. And I put a little, you know, I make sure they put a little jalapenos and I get the crust well done because I want the crust to be crispy, like a regular pizza crust. Sure. Um, but like when I got to the restaurant, I was at a net calorie of negative 2200. <laughs> so like I had moved so much yesterday 
that I had some, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm starving. Like literally I'm starving. So I ordered my pizza, which is like six net carbs, uh, total of like, I think 700 calories with the cheese and the crust and the chicken. And then I ordered six Buffalo wings. I got a side of Buffalo wings too. And so my, my dinner was 1400 calories. And so I was like, that's, I earned it though. Like I, I didn't do that as just a regular meal. I don't do that every time, but I moved it and I got my net calories. I met my net cal- my, my net calorie goal. I still was under 1800 calories, net calories. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't gain anything. I didn't lose any. I didn't wake up feeling like I was swollen. I, I woke up like I ate a regular day, but yeah. the more you move, the more you eat, the less you move, the less you eat. It's like building and credits for food, right? Exactly. And <laughs> you'll notice on days and I, I've noticed this more often on days I work out, mm-hmm. I am hungrier. Like I want oh, more yeah. food. And so like my, like last week I made a, a chili, like a, a chili dog chili. Mm-hmm. Uh, and days that I worked out this week, I, I, I caught myself eating more of that or more of items that would be in that area. Sure. So I had chili cheese dog, a keto chili cheese dog, or I put chili on top of one of my uh, jalapeno ch- sausages with cheddar cheese, no yeah. bun. And, you know, I, I took what was normally a 500 to 600 calorie meal into a 800 calorie meal because I was just hungry because my yeah. body wanted that sustenance. And so I ate until I was full rather than uh, just grazing all day long. I was like, sure. I'm gonna eat till I'm full here at this meal. And that usually happens on days I work out because I'm just like, I've moved so much. I need something to eat and I'm starving right now. So, so eat. Friday, uh, I had the day off of work, but I still woke up, went to the gym, did uh, a 5K on the treadmill there, which was cool. I, I, I didn't intend to. It wasn't something I was like aiming for. You just looked down. Yeah. And saw uh, it. I was like, ooh, I did it. And then I did uh, some upper body stuff. Did you uh, say it like that too at the gym? Like look at your like, treadmill. Like, ooh, I did it. I'm the guy that just puts his hands up on the treadmill. He's like, I like, did it. I did it. I yeah. did it. Everybody look I at me. Now, if anyone knows the reference of that bowling guy that's like, who do you think you are? I am. I that's am. That's like my go-to now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Saturday, I'll admit, we, we were pretty lazy. It was just a, a chill Saturday. Uh, yep. Sundays are always busier because my son has a, a gym, gym class, class right? that we take him to. Yeah. And needs a parent to be involved. So we were doing planks and running around. And then we went on about a mile and a half hike. Oh, wow. And I end up with my son as, as a backpack for most of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Did he, <laughs> did he pee down your neck? No, we put him in a pull-up. We were smart. Okay, smart. Yeah. I've had moments like that where you just go, well, let's either sweat or pee. Most likely it's pee. You just keep walking. He was walking for a little bit and he fell. And I guess I was grabbing a part of that scrape and like it was hot we were sweating and oh. he was just like crying oh he was like crying because of it yeah and i so, couldn't figure out what was going on and he was just like uh, i was like, dude what's wrong i looked where my hand was i am so sorry yeah and then i mean just a sweat probably coming in from your hand and his yeah. leg also <laughs> was getting into it was adding salt yeah. to the wound it's literally exactly. all adding salt to the wound yeah. Yeah. um yeah so if you're going to move more especially i remember as a kid as a kid, as a teenager, you, you, you're growing every day. Like your body's just changing all the time. Oh my God. And so you're always like, as a teenager, I was always hungry. Like I'd have like four or five peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with almost a gallon of milk. I don't know how my parents didn't go bankrupt. Uh, every single day after like, after football practice, that's what I ate for dinner, which is like three PB and J's and a gallon of milk. Like I just craved it. And that's I how I, band, I band practice. Like <laughs> band practice. 
I mean, probably so. Yeah, with all the marching and carrying instruments. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of work there. Yeah. But um, with in regards to that, that's how my body feels after like when I'm working out now, uh, especially when I'm, you know, if I'm doing a fast workout, if I wake up mm-hmm. and all I have is water, like the after I'm done working out, after I've, you know, I've come back in a shower, changed and my body knows it's time to eat. It's like, okay, you got to put some food in me now, or I'm going to be hangry and you're going to, people are going to hate you for the rest of the day, uh, possibly your life. Last um, summer when I was running a lot more outside, which for me, I, I'm a treadmill running type of dude. I find it easier to like stay at a certain pace, but I know what I, I what I, what I was doing last summer was running on a stomach full of wings and that was the worst oh, I've yeah. ever felt. No, no. <laughs> uh, so I won't be doing that again this summer. Uh, you know, I wake up, I, I work out in the morning now where before I was doing it in the evening. And yeah. uh, man, I, I just, I, I really got into it. My wife was even saying that she, she's noticed like a difference in my attitude and just everything else. She said that she hasn't seen me as motivated for the gym in a long time. So it's been, it's been good. Well, that's like the, the crazy thing to say that because, uh, you know, I work out three to four times a week. Um, and there's just different things I'll do. I, you know, have a chest day, a back day, shoulder day, push or pull, you know, just di- different things. I'll mix it up. So I don't get bored in my home gym, my stretch shed. And, uh, I'm, I'm c- obligated to say stretch shed at least seven times in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's two. One, so. so I, you know, it's two times now. Yeah. Uh, but, um, the days I work out on, uh, especially during like the week, I, I find myself uh, even more focused than I was. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like you're, you're especially if you're doing it first thing in the morning, yeah. um, before you start anything, before you hit your, like before you check your email for work, before you do anything, you know, try to try to do anything. Sure. Uh, you get that workout in and you're pushing yourself. And then after that, you get a meal and you're like, damn, I, I got deserve this like that. I'm going to have this meal. I'm going to eat this meal. I'm going to deserve this meal. And you're just focused throughout the day. You feel better. Um, you know, I still, I still get my nap in at school pickup, you know, I, I replenish my energy, but like, I honestly, like the way that our bodies have changed, uh, for just doing keto, um, I notice when I'm doing more things that, uh, require more movement right. that I have a lot more energy. I'm not drained as quickly as I was when I was a carb life. And I hate, I hate it when I see these stupid 19 <laughs> to 25 year old people that are workout influencers right. that, you know, that sell gym shark or, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're paid to wear a certain amount of clothes for different companies sure. and they come in and they have these stupid reels and, and stupid TikToks that are like, uh, here's what I do. Like, here you go, he go. Like when they're talking about like, here's your carbs because you need carbs to work out. And I'm like, all you're doing, like you as a 19 to 25 year old human being that is still almost in the prime for their metabolism. Right. What you're saying is harmful to those. I mean, people that believe that they're in the thirties, there's people that are in the thirties that believe this. It's still harmful to think, Oh, I need this carb group to actually do it. it, It's insane. You need it for the energy. And I'm like, I I've worked out both ways. Like I was the guy that ate PB and J's, you know, after I worked out, I was the guy that had big burritos and all this stuff like when, before I worked. And so like the, I'm talking a lot with my hands. I don't know why. I don't like (laughs) What do I, I don't do know what's things? happening. I don't know what to do with my hands here. Um, th- th- you guys can't see me, but I can see myself and I caught myself and I was like, oh, crap. But like I the carb, like the way my body felt like when I was eating carbs and I was working out, like I knew when I hit that wall, like I could feel it. 
I knew when I hit that workout wall and yeah. now like where I'm doing it, like I, when I, when I start to feel tired, I'm already out, I'm an hour into my workout. I've done 13 sets. Like I've done 13 different workouts, three to four sets per workout, you know, 10 to 12 reps per. And I'm like, I'm, I, that's where I should be hitting my wall. And I'm like, no, I'll push myself for another 15, 20 minutes to see where I'm at because like my body is just like, no, go, go, no, keep going. You're good. And that is the complete difference. I'm a, you know, 36 year old man. I should be hitting that wall when I'm doing these workouts and I'm not like, I'm like, I'm pushing myself. Yeah. I might be, I might have my, you know, my, uh, because your know, dad bought sweat. So you got your underboob sweat and stuff like that. And your belly sweating. <laughs> it, happens, it happens, but yeah. that's just part of life. And it's like, but it's, there's a difference that my body felt by doing what I was doing it. And it was just staying in motion. So the, the maintenance situation that we're talking about, keep your body in motion. Like For if the, you're the first time this last week, I was able to run. I mean, running has always been a very big issue for me. I've never been able to run a mile straight, but I just did three quarters of a mile straight. Yeah. I was so stoked. And I think I only stopped because of a, like a mental block more than anything else. I, I feel like I could have kept going. And that's my goal this week is to do a mile straight, no stopping. And it's the same thing you're saying that there's these walls where man, and when I was where the walls were before. Yeah. Yeah. When I was 1920, I was a merchandiser for Coca-Cola. I would work 14 hours a day, moving pallets around all day. Uh, I was in good shape then, but I didn't really work. I didn't have to work at anything. I could eat whatever I wanted. Yeah. Cause you're burning so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could go and eat a 3000 calorie meal and still end up with a deficit. Uh, now, man, it, I don't know. I, I fell into fitness then where yeah. it is very intentional now. And I am so proud of my, myself and just so proud of the people that like are on like Instagram and that listen to this podcast that are on yeah. a similar journey. It's a struggle when you have to balance work. If some people are still in school, like life bills, kids, it is oh, yeah. so much more difficult to focus on health now. But, and I, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast, or at least I've mentioned it to you, Brian, being like that. My son is in that like gym class on Sundays. It's a 45 minute class and we're moving the whole time. Two years ago, I couldn't have done that class. I would have sat out and not been able to participate in the way that I would have wanted to. Yeah. You, I mean, you would hit a point um, when we talk about wall. Yeah. Um, like I remember when, when I'd coached my kids teams prior to losing weight Yeah, and being in a healthier lifestyle. Um, I'm limited now, but I can run around more when sure. it was, I say limited now and people are like, Oh, what are you limited to? Uh, like my knees are still recovering. Like my right knee is still recovering from surgery. Yeah, of course. And like, I, I know like that, that's the only wall I hit. I don't hit a wall that I can't breathe because I'm fat and I'm moving and I'm sweating everywhere. <laughs> right. I don't yeah. have that wall anymore. I have the yeah. wall where I'm like, my knee feels like it's about to pop out of socket. Mm-hmm. I got to be very mindful of how I'm, how I'm handling this. Uh, but like I would, have games like i used to have a game for my daughter's soccer team would call to kick the coach so they would have to kick the ball and if it hit me they would give me a noise to make i'd make the noise and like five minutes of doing that they're all like still 
freaking bunny rabbits, the Energizer bunny running around me, it's and I'm being hell. bombarded by balls right. just hitting me because like I can't move anymore because I'm sweating, I'm about to die, I'm killing over of exhaustion, and I have to take a shower like after after I'm done, like I'm sweating profusely. Sure. And now it's like now they don't do that because they kick too hard now, like way too hard. <laughs> and um, the the difference there, like I, but like now I can actually do it. Like, uh, but like before I hurt my knee, I was the one running the workouts. And so like after sure. the end of practice, you run. I'm running with them. And right. I, my 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 thing used to be, if I if you can beat me there and back, we'll stop running. And I would I would roast them for like four or five laps. Like I would just purposely <laughs> roast them for four or five laps, yeah. Because it do, and it made me feel and like the you know I was like made me proud. I was like, you freaking nine year olds are trash. You can't keep up with this thirty five year old. Look man. at your little legs. Um, you would never keep look up at. With me. Yeah, you're stupid. No, um, <laughs> the uh, but now like uh, but like I have to limit myself because my knees won't do that anymore. But um, as I've gotten older, I've appreciated more of what I can do now yeah. than what I used to be before, because, you know, I used to think, Oh, I can play here and play here, play here. But I would sit there and play for like five minutes and then get winded. And I'm like, give me a break. Give me a break. Give daddy a break. I've got this. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, no, I got this. I can do this. Now if I, I'm getting a break, it's usually because I got hit in the nuts or, you know, they <laughs> hit in the knee. So it's like, yeah. it's either the nuts or the knee. It's either a knee or a nut. And so, um, it just, it blows my mind. And, you know, if we're, if we're talking about maintenance, um, you know, it, the whole thing here is for maintenance size is truly the number one thing is truly uh, staying active. Like the most yeah, you can do in your, your lifestyle is just stay active. The more you sit, the less you burn. And like we talked about this, you know, eat less or work out more, you know, move more, eat less or move more. Because yeah. that is truly how, however simplistic it might sound and however stupid it might sound eat less or move more is your only two options. And that truly is your only two options for, because if you get out of this lifestyle and you're going into maintain mode, you're going into vacation season. I'm going to go to Vegas. You know, what am I going to be doing in Vegas? I'm going to be walking up and down the strip. No, I'm not going to do math. I don't (laughs) know. I love, I love my teeth. Like I love my teeth enough that I don't want to lose them. Um, but you know, the other drugs are there. There's some other drugs that are recreational that are there. That's legal. But um, that's another episode. Black tar heroin. Okay, I got it. Black tar. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> the good stuff. The stuff you shoot up. Yeah. Um, but the uh, what you do in Vegas and a lot of other cities is you know you're, you you walk up and down the strip. You sure. you're you're staying active. You're not sedentary. There are people that go there to go to a casino and just sit there at a, a poker table. That's my dad because that's that's what he does. He can sit. I don't have the attention span to sit there and play Texas Hold'em for hours upon hours. I have like good 30 to 45 minutes in me before I say all in. If I win, then I leave. Um, if I lose, I lost. It's, you know, it's somebody else's. The like, only I'm reason like, I will I can't sit do it. and play a game is if it's that like video blackjack at the bar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so they feed me drinks. Yeah. You, I, don't, I don't have to like wait for someone to walk up and like, oh, here's your drink. I just like another one and I'll just put 20 bucks in and let it ride for the whole time. I'm yeah. Well, that but two hours inside of a casino, especially sitting in front of like a machine, yeah, can go by through like real quickly. Like we're talking about very quickly, oh my and God. a few hundred dollars can go quickly as that in, in the same instance. But like when you're going up and down to these casinos, you're not taking an Uber every single time. You're walking the strip. That's it's true. three and a half miles. Yeah. So all you're doing is walking. You're burning calories, and so I know when I'm going into Vegas that I'll be able to get off. Like I can get off the keto train for a day or two. 
uh, not too far because I don't want to be disaster pants and being worrying about where's the next restroom. <laughs> right, right. But like being smart enough to be able to like, hey, I can enjoy this Bloody Mary. I can enjoy this. I can enjoy that. I can have this piece of pizza if I want a piece. And that's what you have to do. And But the only reason I know that I'm comfortable with that and that I, I can do that is that one, I'm not addicted to that food anymore. Sure. And two, I'll be moving like a motherfucker. Like I'll be walking up and down. I'll be dancing. I'll be yeah. drunk walking the whole time. So I'll be even fat walking faster. Because if you're wa- drunk walking, you walk faster. You don't realize it. It's scientific. One thing it uh, a good friend of mine told me, he's, he's actually one of the ones that started keto with me when we started about a year and a half ago, was that you have learned the skills to take the weight off. Yeah. You have built this foundation of a healthy lifestyle. It is okay to go to Vegas and have two days of really doing whatever. If you, I mean, outside of trying to avoid disaster pants, if you went off and like had like some grand like ice cream sundae, no one can fault you. No. You've put in the work. And in a sense, like I said, how on like a day-to-day scale, if I worked out hard this morning, cool, I can have an extra sausage. That's how I've justified it in my head. Yeah. In the larger scale, you have put in so much work lost 120 pounds, lost 30 pounds, 40 pounds, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. anyone listening is at, you have done the work. It is okay. But no, that is a vacation. That is, tr- that is a treat. That is not yeah. your life. You that can't is, make that a permanent lifestyle because no, then that you get is in the way right back. Outside the norm, this is, like honestly, a keto vacation, right? You taking a step out, cool. Do what you need to do. Have a good time. And then come back to your life. Yeah. And if you do go to Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So make sure before you jump on your flight. Yeah. Carbs don't count out there, actually. Yeah. Like if you jump on your flight, throw up before you leave. It's okay. (laughs) Make yourself throw up. It's healthy. Keep that. Keep that in Vegas. That's what they mean. If you, whatever happens in Vegas, you throw up wherever you're at. Or or get disaster pants right before. Right before you step on the plane. Like, and people won't judge you for it. They're used no, to it's, it. It's Vegas. Everyone knows the the flight. The Spirit flights leaving Vegas are, are not going to be. Spirit flight. Who flies Spirit? Uh, that's dangerous, right there, man. Like you're, those people aren't even licensed to fly. You're just, it's a game. <laughs> They're flight simulators in like some kid's basement. Um. So the last thing that I had for my notes, my third item, uh, was intermittent fasting. Um. Yeah. To maintain. If you know that you're 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 gonna go off uh, onto like vacation like that, and you're traveling, and you have all this delicious like seafood that's around you, and you know there's gonna be some like carb filled like you know vegetables that are a little bit higher in starches and carbs, uh, when you get back, intermittent fast, like get into a fasting program mm-hmm. because uh, you know, and like I talked about before, you know, have fasted workouts like you know. It, it you you'll be baffled like you wake up and you're like I'm hungry I need something to eat. Start working out and your body changes that that setting to like, no, I need to keep going because I have all this energy. Sure. Uh, but intermittent fasting can and it help you reset. Uh, you can try different fasts. I mean, not just intermittent fasting, but you can do that. You can do extended fasting, um, you know, 24, 36 hours, 48 hours, whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever you know that is in your healthy range. That's up to you. Uh, don't look at, you know, Joe Blow, Keto Joe Blow uh, and say, oh, he just did a 72-hour fast. I'm going to do a 72-hour fast. Don't put yourself into a situation that you might not be able to do. Restrict yourself to where you know you're comfortable and you know that you won't make bad choices afterwards. Um, egg fast, you know, no matter how much we hate it, we both talked about how uh, it actually worked, like and how it actually oh jump started again, you know. And then um, 
OMAD. OMAD's right there. Uh, that's part of the fasting life. You know, you, you go to oh, one meal a day. Yeah. Yeah. And then that. make sure one you do one I, meal I really, a day. I really want to try is actually doing OMAD for more of a normie diet. I think as I transition into just a more low carb diet, yeah. I'd love to play with doing one meal a day there and seeing how that goes. See how it goes. And I mean, just track your macros and oh, of course. I mean, uh, make sure, and just yeah. as we talked about just a second ago, caloric deficit, if you, mm-hmm. if you maintain your, maintain your activity level, uh, don't I jump see start. if I can lose weight eating four boxes of Ritz crackers. You know, it probably could be done. What you should do, though, <laughs> what you should do before you do that. And I, I, you know, I would I would say this, um, get a blood test before and then oh, do a blood good. test afterwards and then see the levels to see what's changed, if anything's changed, because then you have that scientific research that some Joe, you know, Jack, Jack Walter, Jerkwad talked about in January that we're I guess you guys don't do your research too. Um, I hope you're still listening. I really hope you are. I, I really do. So uh, it's probably one of our biggest fans now. So yeah, at all the research, it could that could have probably been that uh, could have been that could could have been 4H doing that to us. Uh, so, she would too. Yeah, and especially if we're talking, you know, passive aggressively, yeah. she probably was like, like they probably talked about Atkins, and that was her passive aggressive way that we didn't do research. So, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So we we figured you out, Taylor. So busted, busted. So, but that, that's the whole thing is that you're going into the summer months. Uh, what I want to say to you guys because. I made funny rules back in Thanksgiving about, you know, normies eating a carb life and all that stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, guilting people to think they're, you know, guilting like, oh, you're eating too many carbs. Um, all sarcastic. But like, I, be just know that you're maintaining. Don't worry about what the keto police are saying. Uh, live the life, but make sure you have a plan of action after because you have to plan ahead for that afterwards. You can't just go into it and just stay in it. You have to plan for it because this is a truly long-term sustainable lifestyle. Uh, the low-carb life, not just keto, but the low-carb life is long-term sure. sustainable. And the only way to make that sustainable is to know how to get back to where you're at and where you need Don't to be. Don't be a part of that 77% of people that fail. Yeah. Or work hard to get into that 23%. Flip the fucking number. You know, yeah. get to the point where the... and well, 77 this is, flipped is still 77 well, I'm saying flip it though. Instead of 77 <laughs> people that fell, be 23% people that fell. You know, be a part of the change. The, change the majority of being the successful yeah. people rather than the not the the unsuccessful. Because uh, when I read that number, I was like, man, that sucks. And like that went back from like you, we're we're talking about 50, 60, 70 years of that research of people losing weight, yep, and then not being able to keep it off once they get back into well, a normie lifestyle. In in my research for this episode in particular. Uh, there was a bunch of people on The Biggest Loser, that TV show. Yeah, they who, gave them their weight bag. Yeah, they, they would lose 130, 150 pounds, gain like 90 to 100 pounds back. Mm-hmm. Technically, yes, they're still lower than when they started, but to to vary that much, to have that big of like... Uh, oh, your body's fucked. It, it, yeah. not, I mean, not permanently, no, but... No, but like that's a huge that, toll on it. Yeah, because, I mean, we talk about metabolism yeah. shit. Like, uh, I tried and I'm not going to say the product, but like I had this like shake life and it's not like shakeology. It's none of that shit. It's nothing like that. Um, but it was a company that, you know, drink these shakes, have these fasting days, drink this nasty shit on these fasting days, right. uh, drink this much water and all that stuff. Uh, take these pills on your, not your other like regular days. Um, sounds like a mess. Sounds, it sounds like a mess, but I mean, 
disaster pants, bro. Um, the, you know, I lost 80 pounds on that program within like four months. Like I'm talking about quickly, I lost 80 pounds and like, you know, my goal was like 75 pounds and, um, you know, the, the whole point of everything was, and like, I, I didn't do my research. I just saw the, you know, the before and afters, sure. you know, this is what you can do, follow this. And I was like, I was motivated. So I stuck to it and did it for that four months. Of course. Um, but the fail rate, like the fail rate was like 90%. Like most of the people that did it, that lost all this weight was over 90% failed. They, they couldn't main, you know, maintain the weight loss. Uh, and it destroyed most of their metabolisms. And so like it, what keto's done for me mm-hmm. these last almost two years is that I've like restarted. Like I'm not, like, I'm talking about, I got my 1978 Chevy, uh, Impala, the, the hoods open and I'm like jump starting with jump cap- jumper cables. That's what, that's basically what happens. That's the image of my, my lifestyle is me being jump started again because of keto keto reset that. But when you go from losing 120 pounds and then you gain hundred of it back, uh, your metabolism like stops, like it's, yeah. it slows down your body's fucked up and you it's, it takes a lot, a lot, lot, like a lot longer for you to do it again. And that's where I see a lot of complaints. A lot of my research today was that keto people that lost hundred pounds mm-hmm. or 60 pounds or 40 pounds gained 50 pounds back, you know, and they complained like, well, when I went back to do keto again, it wasn't as successful. And it's like, because your body has gone through that way crazy roller coaster that you put it through right. it's not going to be working the same way that you need to so that's what's going to happen you have to go through a longer reset to get your body readjusted to then you'll start seeing the weight loss again and that's something of a mind fuck with put yourself through that when you know you have the tools to stay within the low carb life and still feel like you're not being left out you know what i mean exactly yeah Awesome, guys. Well, thank you for listening to how to may maintain. <laughs> Sounds like a southern lady. You got maintain. Yeah, maintain. That weight loss, honey. <laughs> With that butter. that butter. Not Paula Dean, though. She uses the N-word, so we're not going to reference Paula Dean. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we avoid her. Um, oh, and then uh, there's one last thing that you can do to maintain your weight loss, and that's to just add... Is it is it applesauce? No, no. I love applesauce. No, but I think it's butter. I think you just had that. Are you? Butter. Are we sure? Um, trophies. Just add trophies. Like give yourself a present. Oh, I give like yourself that. a reward. You know. Actually, like I'm for that. You win something. <laughs> yeah. Like go to a garage sale that mm-hmm. has like a 1972 first place bowler's trophy. Buy that trophy. Change the plaque to like number one keto person and give it to yourself. That little yeah. plaque card. Less than four dollars. I gotta say, if you want number yourself. one keto person on there, I'm gonna come and take that trophy from you though, because he's gonna he's gonna come <laughs> after you. He's gonna come. It's gonna be like UFC for keto. So yeah. KFC. Wow. Keto Fight Club. Oh, Keto Fight Club. Oh, there it is. Well, <laughs> you went to Kentucky. That's your fat brain working. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Is that what that's gonna be? Uh, yeah, just add butter. That's the uh, that's the most yeah, successful that, that thing it. you can do. Love it. Welcome <laughs> to the show.